0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and the rest of you lovely, lovely Americans on this weekend. Uh, Specifically, you know what, it was Canada Day the other day, Happy Canada Day, and it's it's Independence Day uh, in two days, so, you know, everybody feel really good about yourselves this week. It is Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat. I am Sean Hood, that is Dave Taylor.
1: How's it going, everybody? Thanks for watching. USA!
0: Canada. USA! <laughs> We're kind of in the middle, so USA and Canada. USA <laughs> and Canada. Um, in any event, it is uh, FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat Sleep Podcast. Pete, uh, you can find us lots of different ways, including on FM99.com and 1069 thefoxcom Right under the Media tab, click ESPR, and it links you to our most recent episodes. And our SoundCloud, which has a backlog of all of our episodes, where you can find episodes where we've talked about many, many things, including we've had interviews with uh, current WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, We have uh, spoken with Big E. We've talked with Mick Foley. We've talked with, I mean, just uh, the gamut of people. We've talked with Natalia Nightheart. we talked with Lana. I mean...
1: Seth Rollins. uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, uh, there's
0: tons of people. So just go uh, check the backlog if you haven't seen those yet, or listen to them, because we just started doing the scene thing recently. And um, uh, all that's on there. Plus, you can find us in all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling. and find us all over the place. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We appreciate it when you do. And, of course, we get in touch with us, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, or email us, as it says right there, email us at <laughs> ESPR at FM99.com. There you know, go. For, uh, that's
1: right. Yeah. And, you know, as you're watching, please uh, feel free to comment uh, below and stuff. And, um, I yeah, appreciate that. And by the way, uh, thank you, Josh, for, uh, yes, the Drew McIntyre is great. It was oh, great. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you watching. And, um, you know, th- th- thanks for commenting on her, on her Twitter and her uh, Facebook. Uh, so thank you so much. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so
1: <clears throat>
0: you know, and I also got to mention this one just real quick while I'm thinking about it. If we, we also have an interview with The Miz where Dave forgets what show he's on, so you should go listen to that one too. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, the Miz that's interview, a good yeah. one, too. Hey,
1: hey, one of the few guests we've had on multiple times, him and uh, Chris Spirico, I think, are in that club, so
0: yeah, yep. Yeah, so, in any event, um, <laughs> we uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, really mainly two things. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot of interest in talking about Raw or SmackDown right now. Um, we kind of know wherever everything's kind of just happening until we get to extreme rules. Yeah. Even, even extreme rules is just kind of happening until we get to, uh, uh, SummerSlam until they figure out what they're doing with SummerSlam because they still seem pretty, uh, laugh, I was reading and again, these are all reports so you take them with rumor and innuendo, but, um, we need a, we need a rumor and innuendo tab. <laughs> but um they uh they're saying that uh, as as recent as like two weeks ago wwe was still gung-ho about doing SummerSlam with fans um in a building with fans not in the performance center in a real you know venue and um with an actual crowd now that's being pulled back on obviously they don't want to give up on it but they're kind of realizing they may not have an option with how uh, COVID nineteen is spiking in majority of the country. I think thirty six states have seen spikes in the last week or two. So uh, they're they're realizing that it may not be an option for them to do it with fans. It may end up being in the performance center, and it may be, end up being with the kind of crowds they have now. Which is, um, I will say this: I I I will go ahead and get right into it because we're talking about NXT Takeover, uh, the Great American Bash—that's what they called it—and AEW Fighter Fest. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now that I genuinely have come to really like the hockey glass uh, that they're using at these things, because it made up for, this was probably one of the louder times I felt like the crowd was at at a, at a show.
1: Which I thought was odd because of the placement was, you know, they weren't like by the entrance ramp, you know, they had the cars there, which I, by the way, I thought they had much better setup than uh, fighter fest, but uh... It was weird because you couldn't see them, but you could definitely hear them. You are right with that.
0: They were they were mic'd well, and again, I and I thought they were really they were really active about like banging on the glass, and I mean I think that banging on the glass really helped with the noise. It sounded kind of thunderous, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it
1: sounded like there's a lot more people there, and so they yeah. figured it out. Yeah,
0: I think that's smart, and I really I I gotta wonder to myself if WWE is gonna consider doing something like that when they have actual fans back, you know, because. It gives you options you didn't have before. Like I loved. We'll talk. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let, let's just go ahead and get right into the shows. I do want to talk about things they did without actually getting into the shows. Uh, Great American Bash. We can talk about that right now. Um, the show started off. Tegan, Knock, Candice, Lareda, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, Fatal Four Way. Little little awkward at the very very beginning. They they were kind of feeling it out. But yeah. once they got down the stretch, a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: I, you know, it's weird because I know, I know they went with Tiga winning, which I'm, I'm happy for her. But I don't know if it's like if she has that look of like the um, you know, deer in the headlights kind of look going on. Because a couple of things that happened and I'm like, well, she should be doing something here or she's not. Um, so there it, there was a couple of like awkward moments, I, I thought, in the match. But it was enjoyable. And I kind of wish that like they could do this again, but with like give them more time. Cause I, cause I, it just felt like you'll know, be in a TV event you know you they kind of rushed it a little bit
0: well and i think part of the reason, I think part of the reason it ends up feeling rushed is because first of all they can lie to me all they want and say oh uh um uh reduced commercials or whatever blah 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 the yeah. first the first 15 minutes of that show there were two commercial breaks like full commercial breaks and i don't know about everybody else watching but where i was watching um one of the commercials in both breaks like It did a commercial and then it started playing another commercial then it replayed the first commercial and then it replayed the second commercial and then it went through the rest of the break
1: yeah
0: um which was kind of annoying because i was like oh my god get back to the show (laughs) um but again i thought the the women all did a very good job um while i don't love these kind of matches simply because like you said when they don't give them enough time it can feel a little rushed when you get some of these eliminations yeah and they get eliminated in ways that you're like eh well." I didn't feel quite like that about this because I mean like uh like T uh was it um Candace lore at that German suplex off the ropes or whatever.
1: Yeah, like um, like her elimination it made sense. But I right. felt like with um yeah, and Yem, I was like, wow, but it but it made sense in the booking standpoint for Dakota Kai and Tegan to finally go at it. Mm-hmm. But it, it just kind of felt like you know, it should have been a like uh, more more that like, okay, you know, I had it with you, we've been battling, let's do this and you know. Best I'm hoping they the move movie. on
0: from each other at this point because yeah, they've really that that's kind of done and over with, and I'm ready to see them both in something else. I will say that I think that all four ladies are in good spots as far as their characters and everything. Uh, Tegan is the plucky bite, the baby face who just you know never say die. Uh, yeah. Ansel Ray, I love the poison pixie gimmick. It's,
1: uh, it's so much better for her. It, it, it is whoever did that. It's 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 working so much better than when she was in a
0: face. Dakota Kai is I, I am. I had never seen her be a heel before and she has blossomed into that role so well as a caddy, uh, bitchy, just like, I mean, yeah. pain in the ass, you know, like I, I really enjoy her in that role. Um, and Mia Yim, I, I just feel like Mia Yim just comes across. I, I buy Mia Yim as who she is. Like I, I'm like, okay, I believe that would be, that's Mia Yim.
1: Of the four, cause I thought maybe she was going to win. Um, you know, they all have a style that I like them, but I don't know if it works in the WWE because they're too high flyer-ish. It, it seems like they kind of tone that down a little bit, kind of like with Carrie uh, you know, Sane at times where it's like, no, oh, right, let's be the, right. let the beat of flyers, you know, because there's some of the stuff that happens on the outside with the flips and everything well, else. I think
0: that Mia, to be perfectly honest, the, the, the flipping stuff she does is actually my least favorite part of Mia's offense. Um, I enjoy all, everything else she does around that. I'm a big fan of that. She's got really good physicality. Um, she's got some really good strikes and uh, I, hers she sometimes and I'm going to say this, it sounds mean when I say it, but it's like the same thing I meant about, the same thing people say about like McFoley, same thing people say about Ronda Rousey, is it almost looks a little awkward in the sense that it looks more real because it's not, it, it, it doesn't look perfect every time, it looks more like uh, a fight, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. not, and I, by the way, d- 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 I know you're going to bring that up, Dave, but we'll, we'll get to that later.
1: Uh, <laughs> That was Ben coming in early. So <laughs> yes, uh,
0: Ben. Ben with the hot take, and uh, I feel like the whole thing, the match. Anyways, good match overall. Um, they got a good pace, and they got they got the show off to the right start.
1: Yeah, um, not much to say about Thatcher. I or, love this match. I love, love this. this match. See, this is the one that like okay, because I went on Hulu, not on there, because everything else really? was. Yeah. Wow. So I, I need to find this, or I need to go to the network and then. Yeah, yeah, you it. do
0: because <laughs> this match was really good. Like, Worth the match, and I say this, I say that in the sense that I understand that not everybody loves this style of match. This is that catch catches, catch can MMA style, you know, wrestling, wrestling, and I really, really enjoy that. Um, it was like I really enjoyed Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. Um, I, I, I think that was really good. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's aggressive. It's hard hitting. It, it's painful looking, and I really enjoyed it. Those guys, those guys did a great job.
1: So and he is a maniac. Uh,
0: as yes. Avengers, so. yes, he is an and, and,
1: and James, hey, thanks for watching. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys are blanking thanks. awesome. Appreciate yeah, that. that. Oh, hey, and this one's for you, Sean, from Larry.
0: <laughs> 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 Buddy, if I if I thought I could run the ropes for more than 20 seconds without falling over and just being like, <sighs> <sighs> Trust me, yeah, I would have
1: done that a long time ago. You're all blowing up early. Uh, this, I, I this didn't do anything for me. I, I, could, I if you want to say anything about Rhea versus, uh, Aaliyah. I, it was, I mean, it was never
0: meant to be anything super serious. I, in all honesty, they went a different direction than I thought they were going to. I thought it was going to be one of those things where Rhea loses and she's going to be put in this storyline where she has to deal with, with Stone and Aaliyah. I apologize to yawning to everybody. I've been up since 3 a.m. Um, and I just kind of, it's been a long <laughs> day in any event. Uh, Rhea, I, I thought it was okay. Um, it was in, I, I'm still, I guess it's okay for WWE to do male and female violence when it's when the guy's a comedy guy. Um,
1: I guess if it's comedy, I, I, I just don't know. Like if this is what she needs, unless you're just trying to build some character and maybe just try to give her I something think else other than
0: being be- her from the title picture at the moment. Yeah. Um, and you had all four, you know, all four of the other major ladies on the on the roster tied up in that fatal four way, so there was nowhere to really pivot her to. They didn't want her to not be on the show. Yeah. Um, they need the user. They need to keep her on people's minds, but they also need to pivot her away from the title at the moment because it's clearly not where she's going. No. So, I'm genuinely surprised after she dropped the title, she didn't just go to the main roster. But yeah, that should have happened. But, but, I mean, it's entertaining.
1: Yeah, I, I guess for you, I, I don't know. I, I just it, it, they can do more with her. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not complaining, but it's like she's in an awkward spot. I think they just need to figure out, you know, have her, have her wrestle some good matches.
0: Hey, guys, between you and me. Dave's complaining. Um, <clears throat> so, Strap Match, Dexter Lumis, Roderick Strong. Started out a little slow, but that's kind of Dexter Lumis's thing. Um, as it went on, they built more into that Roderick Strong pace, which is a breakneck pace, and it is fun to watch. And uh, I think Dexter Loomis does very good character work. He has that stare. You know, like, like, I, it's just... <laughs> we didn't it, plan that. <laughs> he's really good at it. And um, Roderick Strong does a great job selling it. Uh, I, I Entertaining. I, I Did I think it was the most amazing match Roderick Strong's ever had? No. But it was a good match. It was, it was a good match. Dexter Lewis looked good. Roderick Strong helped create a lot of movement in the right. match. Which helped.
1: Being a gimmick match, uh, it's it's one of those matches that, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt Roderick for losing this match. And right. they've been building – Dexter up because it's been weird because he's been you know doing moves to him and he's like you know almost like he's like petting him head you know it's, it's just been disturbing which well,
0: is, just is yeah. you know <laughs>
1: is what it is yeah and, and and the right guy won and um but you know it doesn't hurt Roderick because this is the other match that it was. right right yeah, yeah. And then you had uh, one match left on the card so oh one match left on the card he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna do
0: it and now. For the main event of the evening. Sorry, the mic has to come down for me to say it.
1: <laughs> Kennedy! Io uh, uh, Shirai, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Um, let yeah, him wrestle. Like, 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 just let him do it again. Just let him wrestle and, and let him wrestle again. Because why not? Because it, it's, it's probably one of the best women matches we've had of the year so
0: far. They didn't start out on a takeover level kind of bar. But by the end of it, they were killing it. They're yeah. hailing it by the end of it.
1: Sasha's um, best matched all year by
0: far. So. Oh, without a doubt. It was funny because I was kind of watching the match, and about mm, half of the way through, I was like, man, is it ever gonna like kick up a notch? Like, are we ever gonna get to that next gear? Because this is kind of how I felt about Sasha since she's come back. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not feeling the next gear. Like, does does Sasha not get there anymore? Like, what's going on? And then, it, well, then I was completely wrong, and they got there, and it was, and it ended up being great.
1: Yeah, the buildup of everything, you know, as you said, the pace, Because I think the last good match that she had was against Becky. Because everything else since has been, eh, you yeah, okay. And, and then this was like, yeah, once they got going, man, I mean, it was going. And then with Oscar coming out, and then you know, and then in the midst of it, the, and then she kicks out, and you're like, oh my gosh, like. You know, because you think it's over. I mean, that soon after that, but.
0: I did enjoy uh, uh, Asuka's random appearance. Uh, all of a sudden, where she comes up from the side of the ring with that grin on her face.
1: <laughs> and it's
0: like, oh, hell. And um, when I and I don't know why, but Asuka is like this dorky, adorable person when she's not being an ass kicker. She's like dancing around on the outside of the ring, just dancing and going, ee up, ee yup ee And I'm like, I don't know why. She's adorable. I love her. But Asuka's great. Um, and EO gets the win. Very, very good match, and uh, right match to close the the first night of uh, Great American Bash. Uh, thoroughly, en- I enjoyed the show. It didn't feel quite takeover worthy, but it definitely felt like a like uh, like a, like a phenomenally strong normal episode. You know what I mean? Or like I guess we yeah. could call it just a special or something.
1: Well, that, that's what it was. I mean, it was just to counter uh, Fighter Fest, which you're going to talk about
0: in a moment. But yes, it, it was to counter Fighter Fest. No matter what anybody lets you think, it was 100% to counter Fighter Fest. This was counter programming at its finest because they all of a sudden, last minute, decided they were going to call it Bash at the Beach. Or I'm sorry, Great American Bash. Great American Bash, yeah. Great American Bash. And, like, again, last minute, they decide they're going to call it Great American Bash. And then they decide also that it's going to be two nights. Um, we didn't have what two nights planned but it's what gonna be two nights now <laughs> um and gee i wonder why that is maybe because aew fighter fest was scheduled to be two nights yeah and Good. uh i think i think it was kind of a douchey move but i also think like as far as business goes it's a smart strategy
1: it's counter program well, it i got some stuff yeah i'm gonna mention after we uh, we talk about fighter fest here of uh, the end results of all that and who really won the night because it's you can look at it many different ways how you want to spin the numbers.
0: Right. So. Uh, all right. Well, then let's get into Fighter Fest, shall we? Opening match Jungle Express, uh, Jura- Jura- Jungle. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus MJF and Wardlow. Uh, good match. I, I enjoyed it. I thought the pace was really impressive. The one thing I didn't really enjoy about the match, and this is a problem for me through a lot of AEW stuff, is, as much as Dave, you have an issue with uh, NXT for this, I have an issue with AEW more. Um, the no selling. Uh, I. At one point, MJF gets caught in this wicked sit-out powerbomb and immediately stands back up and super kicks Luchasaurus, who's the guy who just power bombed him. Like Luchasaurus yeah. is still sitting from the power bomb, and MJF stands right back up and super
1: kicks him while he's sitting on the ground. And I'm and like you, what? what? Yeah, and, and if you don't watch AEW and if you never seen Luchasaurus, he is a big dude. Who, oh, by the way, nice kip up. <laughs> oh, all of them nice, kip up like, yeah, watching when MJF and uh,
0: uh, Jungle Boy did it. I was like, okay, good job because it was pretty synchronized. And then when Luchasaurus and Wardlow both did it, I was like, oh, good god, that was like watching like two different sides of beef kip up off the ground. Like, that was ridiculous, but uh, enter- a really entertaining uh, match,
1: yeah, yes, um, yeah, yes, we, we know, we know Chuck, but it, it's it's the believability standpoint that we love like to enjoy it, so yes. um, that, that, that's the thing you Know because because when you mentioned all that stuff going down, it's like it's like watching, and at times felt like watching an independent show, you know. AEW kind of has yeah. that vibe. It just kind of felt like one of those shows where it's like, well, okay, things are going to happen, they're going to kill each other, they're going to pop, yeah, gonna pop right back up. I was like, it was a fun match. I mean, I thought the end was a little bit weird with the, the whole ring punch and everything, and uh. Well, that's his thing—the ring punch. So, yeah, but but it just kind of came off as awkward with Luchasaurus. Uh, oh, it came he,
0: off real awkward because of the way he was holding his arm, and all of a sudden it just happens to go forward, and when he when he kicked him in the back, yeah, it was a little awkward for sure.
1: what it take what, what it take like eighty moves to to finish off a uh, word low, um, you which know.
0: is smart. He's a, he's a big monster, dude. You don't want to be. You you want to make sure you protect him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so I, that made that part made sense. And this the step before that was. Uh, uh this to me, match of the night by far on AEW side.
0: Uh thoroughly impressed. They far exceeded my expectations. I I thought Sheeta already was a very good uh performer. Um yeah. was what I was kind of on, you know, not not that I didn't think she was good, I just didn't expect anything great from her here. And it started out a little slow, but by the but the, well, I say that, and then they picked they they really actually maintained a really like constant pace. Well, and the action yeah. never really stopped.
1: Well, you had to do that stuff with Kip Sabian and all that stuff. And and then and then once you know once he was gone, it just kind of felt like it was a, a better match. And sometimes it's always the case. You know, you get a little interference or a little distraction, it's like okay, you go. Right. Now now we can have our match. Um, I, it's weird because looking at Penelope, I was, it almost felt like I was watching uh, Dana Brooke just because of the hair and, like, the outfit colors. It was, <laughs> like, I, I was like, no, it's not Dana Brooke. Not I,
0: uh, I enjoyed uh, the counters she had for the uh, Falcon Arrow. Yeah,
1: those yeah. Were, yeah. Those were yeah. nice. Because you've yeah, never, you never seen that with the, with the roll-up mm-hmm. and everything. And then, um, uh, you know, with the, I, the only thing I didn't like about the match is so when Kip came back. And then um you know and he got hit and then you have know, the stick just he just kind of yeah like, when he yeah. threw
0: it up in the air it was a little it was a little odd because that just doesn't uh, <laughs> like you gotta at least do it a little more believably than that like like she could have hit him and then like kicked his hand to make it go up in the air you know what I mean or yeah like that. <laughs> or just pulled it right out of his hand but I get they were going for the fantastic you know yeah I, I understand it it just it just didn't come across all that well
1: I think I think something like, like a spot like that works better with the crowd but... oh without a doubt without a doubt. Uh, this wasn't, the, I, this was all right with, uh, yeah. Cody versus Jake. Um, I, I never felt like, and I know they want to make Jake look like a monster, but I never felt like a choke. It, it made him more like a tough guy and less like a rustler, I thought. Uh, to me, first, first of all, he came out to the ring in his fruit of the
0: looms, um, blue boxer briefs, which was not a good look. No. Um, he needs to go back to the singlet. That was a better yeah. look for him. Yeah. Uh, he just, he... It, it wasn't a good look right off the bat and uh then the match like you said it just didn't really it was it was good it wasn't great it was it, it never it never got out of that like it never got out of third gear you know what I mean they kind of they kind of got going and then it ended
1: well, well, I, well I think they went with a quick move you know with the uh the reverse not really the reversal but you know Cody passes out but somehow he still pins uh Hager, which yeah. I guess to protect him and stuff, and he punches out the Rob. So there'll be some repercussions. Is this. I am a AEW every once in a while, but is this Hager's first match in AEW? Or no. it seems like the first.
0: Okay. No, he wrestled John Moxley for the title, too. Okay. Okay. I think he may have done that at double or nothing in our last pay per view. Um, but that wasn't great either. It was okay. You know, it was it was it was good. Again, It was good.
1: wasn't yeah. great. So he's just getting um, title matches without doing anything.
0: I, else. I really feel like at this point, for, I I genuinely feel like at this point for everybody who felt like he was held down in, in WWE, I'm like, no, he was about right. He was he was about where he needed to be. Yeah,
1: but, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, his his moment. And I thought WWE was the weed the People gimmick. I thought was great because I mean, okay, yeah, maybe the chance over more than the wrestler, but you know, people it liked got, it. And the when that went away, it people got people care about him. Yeah, so.
0: In any event, you know again, uh, Cody retains, which really everybody thought he was going to anyway, so it wasn't too much of a surprise. I don't know. It was, again, good, not great. Yeah,
1: I, I, this one I did not see,
0: so I, this is a uh,
1: private party versus the inner circle.
0: Uh, another good match. I mean, again, none of the, a lot of these never hit that that next level for me that that I was hoping a lot of them would hit. Um, private party is 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 a really entertaining team. I enjoy I enjoy watching them a lot. Um, as well as Santana and Ortiz, who I'm not sure if they still go by Proud and Powerful now or not. Um, they were both, you know, they're both really, really athletic, but just I don't know. There was no real story in it. And Santana and Ortiz, this is the problem I have with the Inner Circle group. Um, they they feel like they feel like goons for the Inner yeah. Circle who have been beat up by Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks and uh, you know all these different people repeatedly. And have never really been made to look like a threat. Like I think just a week ago, we watched Matt Hardy, who I'm sorry is in his 40s, have a eh, match with Santana, I think, and beat him. You yeah. know, like uh, you know, I just there was no heat on this match at all. So it just kind of I mean, and then I mean, them losing doesn't make it look any better.
1: No, no, it's hard. And it's hard to take him seriously just in the booking. I mean, private parties had has a lot more ups than downs. Yeah. Uh, so and I don't know if, if their next were, uh, but then they had the tag title match. Or no, they lost, right? Because they lost to the guys uh, to best friends, right? And that's why right. we had the, the last match of the night. Is, oh. this really, is this really the main event? The second time. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> and now for the second main event of the evening uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Kenny Omega, Adam Page defending against best friends. Okay, you had complaints about, like, like one of the, like the first tag match. My complaint, like, I just never felt like this was, like, a tag match. It just felt like everybody's either in the ring, getting thrown out on the ring, and the, it never felt like a – it's been the last, like, five minutes. It never felt like a tag match to me.
0: No, it didn't really feel like a tag match to me either. I, I don't feel the tag team chemistry between Kenny Omega and Adam Page, no matter how much they want to sell me on it. Um, they can do all the moves together they want to. I just don't feel the, the unit – I just don't feel like they're a team. Um, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, I like them, but um, they. I'm sorry, I, I don't buy them as a credible threat as a tag team because they spend too much time with their best friends gimmick. Yeah. Uh, when if these two was, like if these two would find a little edge in their matches, I think that would help them a great deal. Uh, at least when you're in a title match, you know, treat it a little more. At one point during the match, I remember the the best friends do that hug thing. Yeah. And Jr. God bless him uh because somebody says uh, oh they're giving the people what they want and jr goes what they want are new tag team champions not a damn hug and <laughs> i was like, bless you jr bless yeah. you because that's 100 percent accurate because we didn't need that in that match it's it's i understand you do that sort of thing to endear them to people and everything it's their gets their fun gimmick and this that and the other thing but at a certain point they have to take these things seriously
1: yeah, yeah, I, 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 that, like what you just said, like that's like stuff that needs to happen before the match, where you're just kind of like, you know, just you just want to, you know, like okay, we're gonna do this, and then just kind of get in the, uh, you know, the face of the other team. You're just like we're best friends, or even, or I mean, it can happen. It can happen, you know, before
0: the match. It can happen after the match. It can happen. Um, in fact, I think after the match sometimes it would carry a little more weight because, like, if they had a really hard fought, you know, uh, balls to the wall match here, um, and come up short, and they're looking dejected. And you know they they sell the 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 really upset and they're mere bothered, yeah. but then they go in for the hug. You know what I mean? You get the crowd to cheer them anyway, even though they lost in defeat. Um, and I think that that would serve a better purpose than in the match where they routinely do that, and then it
1: ends up costing them. Yeah, I'm gonna go really old school on you. The Rougeau brothers, which I think. Uh, oh. Jock and brothers. Jock and Raymond uh being brothers, real life brothers, but that was like one of the things that they would do, you know, like one of them would get beat up or whatever or something or you know, and they, and they would like hug each other or do all these things because it worked as a heel, you know, you you generate this heat and stuff. I can't remember who
0: it was one of them was apparently a big baby <laughs>
1: I don't know who who is it. Well, one of them punched out Dynamite Kid, which I think was Jock, I think, or somebody with the rolled quarters. Well,
0: Yeah, I remember that story. Bruce Prichard's told that story a million times, not to plug another show, but he's he's told that show. He's told that story at several times, and it's good. Yeah. Um, In any event, Uh, but yeah. So that kind of the problem is that this kind of summed up Fighter Fest for me. Is is it was okay? It it was good wasn't great. Now, granted, this is night one. Maybe they're saving their stuff for night two that's really going to blow us out of the water. I don't know. Um,
1: Did you like Jericho's commentary?
0: Because they planned on this being a two-night event the whole time, not all of a sudden to counter-program somebody else. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, this was one of the highlights of the night. Uh, Jericho on commentary was great. I, I love him. Uh, I like that he he's his character, but at the same time, he sells what needs to be sold in the match. I...
1: I agree with you about 75%. Because I, I thought there were times he was great, like at the women's title match, mm-hmm. and just the way he he sold some of the stuff and the way he's like, That was the best match that Pinella before ever wrestled. And it just it's like, you know, he like he was passionate, but then sometimes yeah. it was like, just, just tone it down a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, if I think if he was a regular commentator, he would tone it down a little bit. But I think the fact that he's an active performer, he's a character on the show, he's not gonna tone it down. He's gonna be Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho's <laughs> loud annoying. Um, so I think that's what you're gonna get right now. If this beca- if he retires from wrestling and becomes a commentator and we see this on a regular basis, I think he will find a way to smooth it out a little more. But I think he was there. He his whole point is to be that annoying character that we see week in and week out and what actually wrestling. Um I uh, he had some great lines in there where he was talking about like when Wardlow and Luke were fighting each other, and he goes, Godzilla, King Kong, Godzilla, King Kong. And he goes, <laughs> I love his ridiculous like uh, feud for some reason with Excalibur, and he goes, he goes, you know why I call him Godzilla? Uh, uh, you know why I call him Godzilla Excalibur? And he goes, um, why? And he goes, because I like Japanese movies, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> these simple questions with these simple answers, and he would just rail on Excalibur.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of like the other days of like, and I don't, I'm not comparing him to Bobby Heaton because this is a different kind of commentary. Yeah. But it was always that you know, and then whoever was in the booth with him, he, he would just you know taking the sure, dig, taking the uh, dig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- I thought the women ruled the night. Yes, um, uh, they had all my,
0: my, my three favorite matches of the night were women's matches. I think it was the Fatal Four Way: uh, 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 Sasha Banks, Mio Shirai, and Hikaru Shida, and Penelope Ford. Uh, yeah. I think the three of the them were my favorite matches on both on both shows.
1: The ratings are in.
0: Okay, I haven't seen them.
1: Okay, so so overall, this this we're really gonna get dicey here.
0: Okay. Overall
1: ratings, I'll, I'll demographics mm-hmm. nxt beats AEW. okay And then like the second week in a row second week in a row but in the money demo which, which is the 18 to 49 18 to 49 bracket which in the advertising world that's usually where the ads are focused that's where you want the money yeah that's you where you want get the money. money AEW ahead of nxt so oh, so no. who really wins i mean overall you know and, and jericho says you know it's not a ratings war for us it is for them
0: um, which well, it's funny, because Jericho be. said that, but then on the very same show, MJF goes, we're in a ratings war. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I feel like nobody on either show can deny they're in a ratings war at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're 100% in a ratings war.
1: But, but I mean, but OK, so, so who like who wins the overall night? I mean, you know, because I mean, you look at the overall picture and you look at the age demographic, but who has bragging rights like that?
0: The problem is, here, here's how it's going to end up. Um, who has bragging rights? It doesn't matter because both sides will use what you pointed out as their bragging rights. The The one side will say, we had more people. The other side will say, we had more in the key demographic.
1: Well, that was what – now, last week, Jericho and the Orange Cassidy segment was the lowest ever AEW segment that they've had. Really? Yes. Interesting. Two weeks prior to that, when Sasha and Bayley fought on NXT, that beat the Jericho segment. Which then Jericho came back and said, "Oh, you want you, you want overall, but we won in the, you know, the age demographic, which um, I mean is important. It yeah. is important, yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know, but it's a telling sign for NXT is that they skew older a lot, like you know a lot older than AEW does. And I, I don't know if that's just old time fans, but I don't know how you know, NXT is not connecting. I mean, you do have decent young audience numbers, but how are they not connecting more?" I think, the young, I
0: think the younger wrestling crowd is, is big into the uh the indie scene and the internet wrestling, you know, community and everything. And I think that's I mean, of course, that's where the Young Bucks went, that's where Kenny Omega went, that's where yeah. Cody Rhodes went, that's where, you know. So I think that pulled a lot of them towards AEW. Now that being said, I also feel like right now is a weird time to be making any of these comparisons because everybody's ratings kind of suck. Yeah. So yeah, I really and I, I feel like it, like the Jericho segment in the and the um and that, like, that's why I feel like it's unfair to say the Jericho segment and the Orange Cassidy segment was the lowest rated segment they've ever done. Well, I feel like that's unfair because their shows overall are lower rated than they have been since they started because they're in such a weird situation right now. Yeah. And I got to be honest, Orange Cassidy especially is one of those characters that needs a live crowd. I don't think sitting at home watching from your couch, you you get it without a live crowd reacting to the things he does. Yeah, because so I- the crowd
1: loves the guy. I absolutely love them. Yeah,
0: I and I I, yeah. I just don't think it's as entertaining without the live crowd there. So I think um, he he'll be better served when there's people back. But you know that could be another six months to a year at this point. Yeah. So. So so, coming up next week, surprise surprise, um, we're going to talk about AEW Fighter Fest and NXT Grand American Bash. Um, Dose night Night dose.
1: Um. We also have a preview of a WWE event because why not have more wrestling? Why not? Why extreme rules? I was
0: going to say, is next week the preview for Extreme Rules as well?
1: I've going to double check that. And um, no, actually, uh, we have we have an extra week, so, so it's the preview preview. Yeah, so, I mean, the preview, so, which means we'll record our, members our preview preview episodes are the ones that do
0: the best for some reason. <laughs> so our our preview preview episode for um, uh, 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 Extreme Rules, we'll talk about Fighter Fest and Great American Bash. Yeah.
1: Uh, Extreme Rules, the horror show. Mm-hmm. That's what they're calling it. Well, because it, it, this allows them to do their matches not in the ring so they could, you know, tape everything in, in advance. Oh, by the way, uh, Renee Young, uh, cookbook. That's what she's doing. She, oh. she had a big announcement. She's got a cookbook. So. <laughs> All right. Well, good for her. Yeah. Might actually try to pick that up. I don't know. Maybe we can get a copy. That would be great. We could try it's probably like uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what but if if her cooking style is I don't know if it's vegan, if it's like a normal cookbook, I got well, whatever go. it
0: is, we still might be able to get a copy, you know, just in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might yeah. Be able to check it out and tell the fine people about Renee Young's cookbook. I have this by the way.
1: But like, I have that too. But like I and I you know, and by the way, if 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 somebody gets word out to JR cause there's like, hey, he's doing interviews and then all of a sudden like they never heard back. We want to get him on their show. So uh Cause the opportunity was there, and then like, hey, you you got the freaking inside
0: track with Tony Schiavone. I don't know why you don't use it.
1: Well, you know, maybe we get him on next week before Fighter Fest Part Two. Maybe
0: and, uh, just don't forget to talk to him this time. <laughs> Dave Dave's too cool. He brushes off Tony Schiavone.
1: Oh, hey, oh, uh, one AW complaint. And I wish they didn't do this. They post the results the uh, for the dark show, and I wish they just put the matches like here's what you missed instead of oh. telling the because then, then why am I gonna go watch it? I mean, I don't worry. Read the results. So why? Well, but they posted them during the, one of the matches. Like, here's what happened on the uh, show that you didn't watch yesterday.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, I didn't read it. I, I just go watch them. So, I mean, I guess they're just relying on people like me to just go watch it.
1: They showed it during the show.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well, if it was yesterday, then of course they're gonna do that. Well, or why
1: did
0: not they tell me when I missed? You mean the one that they was? Is it the one they filmed but haven't aired yet?
1: No, I think they aired it like on like Tuesday. It's the Tuesday show and they oh, say, well, then, what
0: But then why wouldn't they talk about things that have already happened, Dave? Cuz it, it airs on it, it's on available for you to watch.
1: Yeah, but 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 just tell me the matches. Just say, here's what you missed and just, you know.
0: But then, by that same logic, nobody does that. It's not like they go, "Hey, uh, it's not like when we're on Smackdown and they go, "Hey, remember Raw? Some things happened, but we're not going to tell you." Like they, they they recap what happened on.
1: the well, they do they, they do that on Raw, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, but, but
0: they'll, they'll recap the previous results because that's what they
1: do. They're over already. But they never talk about like the main event show and like you know, and here's. Well, here's no,
0: because nobody cares about the main event. WWE I mean, has forty nine programs. They don't. That's not the really comparable there. It, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. It really is at this point. Um, In any event, so until next week, when we will do our preview preview episode for Extreme Rules, where we talk about Fighter Fest and Great American Bash, Uh, make sure you find us again, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, just click ESPR. Or you can find us in all your major podcasting apps, just search ESPR Wrestling and find us all over the place. And of course, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on the Twitter at ESPR99 and email us, ESPR at fm ninety nine com if you want us to uh, address anything for you, but until uh, next week, I guess Dave is looking around. Did one of your cats do something?
1: No, no, I had I had a prop, um, and I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna wave an American flag. So
0: uh, Dave had a prop and he blew it. Yeah, I did. I it. <laughs> not I think we'll America's a shame. America's a shame, Dave. Um, he just left. Did we exile him? Or we... I'm good with that. Did we exile Dave for his for failing to remember the American flag? Because if that's, you know, I feel like we can get on board with that. Okay, there we go.
1: I, I feel like Tony Kornheiser now.
0: Uh, <laughs> the Is this you going for a cheap pop? Are you trying to go for a hacksaw Jim Duggan moment here? Or a, uh, Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. But hold on. If you, get, if you get a cheap pop as we end this episode, then guess what? I'm going to get one too. Okay. Uh, on, we're going to, we're going we're to, because again, we're doing this smack dab in the middle between uh, uh, July 4th and uh, Canada Day.
1: Like, if you bust out some Labatt's or some Molson, I would be, like, completely shocked.
0: Dude, if I busted those out, I'd be shocked. Uh, <laughs> I don't ever have any beer in my house, let alone, <laughs> like, like that kind of beer.
1: I, I don't know. They, I don't, did they sell that in Virginia? I don't know. I mean, I'm a Michigan guy. Oh, here we go. Oh, Canada.
0: That's right. See? Representing everybody here on uh, Eat, Sleep, Podcast, <laughs> Repeat. We we're, really, we're inclusive here.
1: <laughs> so, again, right, right.
0: until next week, remember to Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and... Repeat! And everybody be safe this weekend, so we see you next weekend. Yes, be good.